The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Uh, welcome back, Exxon Nation. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. The Exxon is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. The Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and, of course, the Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at Exxon Radio. TV.com and of course the website www.exoneradio.com. My guest this second hour of a two hour special is Michael Horn, and Michael's website is www.theyfly.com. And Michael is the North American authorized representative for the Billy Meyer contacts. And once again, his website is theyfly.com. You know, Michael, uh, I, I was talking to you earlier the hour before about the world going crazy. You know, we talked about Meyer's prophecies, and, you know, you can't dispute their accuracy. We were talking about Putin, and then, of course, the, the new Canadian um, petition online to have Prime Minister Pierre, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau. I was ta- thinking about his father there, Pierre Trudeau, right. but he's departed. Uh, Justin Trudeau removed on grounds of high treason. And then we look at what's going on in the United States today. And we, we, we talked about Donald Trump. And is there anything else that, that we can relate to with the Donald and the prophecies that Billy talked about? Well, hard to say because uh, maybe, maybe there's something right here now that we, I think about it. I'm going to see if it's in a uh, an article, a contact report that Meyer and Pata had. This was something that I was going to, just, just before the break was coming to mind, and I was trying to remember where I saw it. So here is a sentence or two, uh, Billy speaking with Pata. And Billy, I'm kind of in the middle of a paragraph here, and it says, when I consider that which you already confided to me during my great trip in 1975, that according to your probability calculations, the superpower USA could come to an end after 2020 if nothing in this country changes for the better by then. And if those who are the USA's allies continue to dissociate from that country or even become open enemies of that country, then could Obama 
perhaps be the crucial point so that this can indeed still be prevented. And Patas says to him, that could be so, but also to consider is that which the Obama followers will do next and which internal and external policies hmm. they pursue, because this will also determine that which will happen after 2020. And they go on about this. And when he says Obama followers, I think somewhere it got clarified that they meant who was to follow Obama as a leader, the president of the U.S., and the policies that are at least espoused by Donald Trump in principle, that is to stop illegal immigration, kill off that terrible trade you know, agreement and bring jobs back here and strengthen the economy, those are all good things that he, as a non-politician, but as a successful business person, uh, is being lauded for. And people are transferring all their hopes and dreams, let's say, to him, the ones that support him. As I was also saying before, I think the problem is that we also look too much outside of ourselves and we don't reflect on how we got individually or as a country into the mess that we're in. We just don't think these things through. Maybe there is something that is, is somewhat hopeful mm -hmm. about the fact that more people who voted on both sides have voted in effect against Hillary Clinton than have voted for her. Who, you know, that remains to be seen. I think she's the least qualified person, the least sane person to want to take that office. But there are no guarantees here because Trump, as I wrote to a friend of mine, I said, Donald Trump, if he survives and gets nominated, if he survives, and gets uh, elected if he survives, then still would have to be, uh, you know, in the position right. of every other president in America that's ever had who suddenly enters, you know, this Oval Office and then starts to get... Michael, I hate to do this. I've got to cut here for a break. We'll be back on the other side. More with Michael Horn as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. is it that someone living in Switzerland many years ago was able to prophesy with dead accuracy what happens 20, 30, 40 years in the future? Now we're not yeah, talking 60 about years in the future. 60 years in the future. Now we're not talking about someone like Nostradamus who you look at the quatrains and you can actually make them fit into any scenario you want because yeah. they're not specific and yet Michael when we talk about Billy Meyer we're talking about exact specific. predictions yes yes well you know we can wonder how that's possible um, we can debate it uh, Meyer said that in in most cases, he actually has something written uh, between 78 and 96, where he said in terms of the prophecies and predictions, he himself is not the author of many of them, but that he has the ability to go into that kind of etheric storage bank or computer where this information is and take it down 
being faithful to the, exactly what is there. He also said that in certain cases he can calculate the future mm. with varying degrees of accuracy. That's all speculative. In my opinion, what isn't speculative is that he gets it right. And here we are. Now, Michael, for our listeners who may be joining us for the first time tonight, uh, who have never heard about, my, about Billy Meyer, tell us a little bit about his past. Tell us who Billy Meyer is. Well, uh, you know, from what I've gathered, and people can have access to the same information because it's, it's you know, broadly available, widely available, published, etc. Uh, our first, uh, let's say, image, photograph of Meyer is when he's four years old. We are told that his first contacts with an extraterrestrial took place when he was around five. That would be in 1942. We have photographs of the man named Father Zimmerman, the parish priest, to whom Meyer would turn for guidance when, as a very young boy, first he's getting telepathic messages, mm -hmm. hearing a man speak to him, and then he meets the man, and this is, you know, this is completely out of his world, as it would be for just about anybody. Even more so, you go back 70-something years. So he, we have photographs of Father Zimmerman. We have photographs of Meyer as a, uh, I think, a late teenager when he joined the French Foreign Legion. We have photographs of him in his 20s, uh, passport photos. We have transcripts of conversations that he had with Esket, an alleged extraterrestrial woman, beginning, I think, in 1953. So that's when he is, you know, 16 years of age. And in those transcripts, Esket is, you know, would blow everybody's mind. She's predicting the, you know, the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy and the assassination of various world leaders and different events uh, that even the, the coming, I think, of the EU, which didn't exist yet, all of this stuff is back in 1953. Then in 51, Meyer is publishing his prophecies and predictions for warning of climate change and dreadful weapons and ozone day. I mean, amazing stuff, 58. The stuff about Islam, AIDS, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the two U.S. wars that were yet to come with Iraq, the second war under the direction of a president who was the son of a former president, you know, Bush Jr., sure. I mean, and 158 other specific things, and it goes on and on. And then in 1964, we've got an article from a very prominent and still existing newspaper from India with a with an award-winning journalist who interviewed Meyer and also saw his UFO photos and describes him and we have 11 of those photos remaining to this day so it goes on and on like that where this guy uh, he also you know had a, when he was younger in, in his teens he got in trouble they sent him for a while to a um, like a, a juvenile detention facility in some form and that I think is where he decided he didn't want to stay there and jumped out and ran and joined the French Foreign Legion, ultimately came back to Switzerland to serve out some time because he thought, well, you know, that wasn't right. I've got to, you know, pay my debt. Even though he had said, I, I didn't do what they said I did, but I was convicted and I, I didn't fight it. Uh, wow. It was pointless. So he's had a very interesting life. And then there's all that stuff in the 50s when he was known as the Phantom in the Middle East, bringing in serial killers, mass murderers. And then he's, you know, uh, just having 
a life. I, I say it's like Lawrence of Arabia meets Indiana Jones meets Luke Skywalker. You know, it's just like the most amazing life probably that's ever been lived that we know of. And yet, when you meet and speak with Meyer, he's a very down earth, patient, kind human being, very balanced. He's neither too up or too down. And he, he lives his life and he carries out his mission. How many times have, how many assassination attempts have there been on his life? 22. My God. Yeah. People don't believe it. You know, I've talked to witnesses to 14 of them. I don't have any trouble with the other eight being real. You know, I, I said in a film I made long ago, uh, I said, you know, the first bullet that misses you just passes your head. There's a little banner behind it. It says, we suggest a career change, you know, kind of implied. <laughs> yeah. But, and Meyer never paid attention to that. By the way, I do want to say to your listeners, since, you know, we, we go back a ways, you and I. Yes, we do. Um, if, if anybody wants to get one of the DVDs on my website, order a DVD, because I've got a, a couple of prize-winning DVDs, and I'll tell you something else about that in a minute. But if they order it and they just mention the X-Zone or just say Rob sent me or something so I know what they heard about it, then I'm going to send them another free full-length DVD on the Meyer case in the same package. So it's a twofer. One is free. Order one, get one free. So that I'm going to be happy to do. And I also am pleased to announce that I guess starting this week, three of my films are being represented at the Cannes Film Market in wow. France. Congratulations. So and another, another film Congratulations, old friend. Well, thank you very much. Don't mind if I do. Yeah. <laughs> Has any head of state ever sought advice from Billy? Well, we know that Billy met with King Hussein of Jordan. He met with Tito. He met with Franco. This was when he was a lot younger, mm -hmm. from late childhood into maybe late teens or early 20s. He'd been introduced in some cases by Svat, the extraterrestrial, and in other cases he had gone under the direction of Esket when he was traveling around parts of the world. And I don't know if he gave advice or what transpired. He's never spoken much. He did say that he found King Hussein of Jordan to be a really fine person. He'd also met uh, Saddam Hussein, who was no kind of fine person. <laughs> so he's had a lot of interesting experiences. You would think with his preciseness, his, you know, we, we talked about 9-11, for example, yeah. that leaders of the free nations would want to sit down with him and say, all right, listen, what else can you tell us? What information? Like, he, he's a living intel agency. Yes, he is. And he's even said, when the CIA was monitoring him uh, from the, the uh, Swiss military base up, up the hill above, above where he lives, I was talking to him about it, and he said, well, I don't know why they don't just come down and knock on the door. We don't have any secrets. I'll tell them what, anything they ask about. And they never did. Are there those individuals who are still trying to deceive their way into Billy's area to, to expose him as a fraud, as a charlatan like Cal Korf did? I don't know that if there's anybody nowadays that actually troubles themselves to go over there because 
with the kind of education that's available to people, I think anybody that mm -hmm. would go over there and start talking to people, it wouldn't be very long before they understood that it was quite real, you know. Yeah. But there are people that online who, who do nothing but sit behind their computer, try to take Meyer down. But, you know, it's, it's such a diluted effort. It's so, it, it, for the most part, I'd have to say it's pretty irrelevant because you can't really refute what, is not only the authenticated photos that that stuff is now ironclad they've been again independently authenticated but when you look at this prophetic information and you see it's right in front of our faces yeah. it does make you wonder why you know why won't the leaders of the world because a lot of people are simply too power hungry they're afraid of what people would think if they knew that they even mentioned anything i mean ufo's you can get away with a little but a contactee meeting with extraterrestrials, you know, they're just too afraid. They want to get theirs and get out. And that is true of way too many politicians. But if people were to actually take the information that Billy is giving the world to make this a better world, instead of splintering the world into all these little pieces of a giant pie... You'd have a whole pie to, to share and to work with. Yeah, but that requires sanity. And, and we're a little short on that on planet stupicide here, really. I don't know, Mike. Uh, I, I still have a lot of hope that we can still pull everything together so that we don't push the nuclear button and destruct. Like, look what just during the news break at the bottom of the hour, of the last hour... Tensions are rising between North Korea and the United States now. Yeah, well, <laughs> what else is new? You know? Yeah, this is because all of this stuff also boils down to business, and it's, it's people who profit from conflict. The arms dealers, the bankers, it's all big business, but people are so stupid, they don't realize that at some point the game runs out on them too. No, not, people in positions of power never think it can happen to them. They feel immune to, to that and that it's only a chessboard, you know, to manipulate, move your pieces around yeah. and, and try to always win the game. And it's a fool's game. I mean, you, 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 we've got this guy, what's his name, Sumner Redstone, 92 years old. He's a billionaire, just had a big legal hassle in this country uh, his ex-girlfriend who's about 53 or something has been trying to gain control of his health now yeah. she came away already with well over 25 million dollars but she's fighting for control to get more all right mikey stand by you and i have to take our news break here at the bottom of the hour exonation Michael Horn is my very special guest, www.theyfly.com. We're talking about Billy Meyer. Check him out online. You will be amazed. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Whatever you do, don't go away. Michael and I return. Exonation, uh, Michael Horn is our guest to this second two-part special with Michael tonight. And uh, we were talking during the news break um, about uh, 
you know, what would happen if Donald Trump got too close to the presidency or what happens if he were to be assassinated? And Michael, you, you came up with something very interesting that Billy had said. Yes, actually, uh, Meyer first published this in 1981. I read it in 1986. It was in a book, a compiled book called The Prophetian, which is full of various prophetic information uh, given to Meyer by the extraterrestrials, etc. And in there, there's a whole thing where they talk about what's coming to different parts of the world. And they said that in the future, America will be rocked by two civil wars, one following upon the other. And it can't be helped, but that the country will break up into five territories, some under sectarian dictatorial rule. Now, I've said many times when I read that, I laughed because I thought, (laughs) what's the likelihood, possibility that the United States of America is going to have two more civil wars over what? Nowadays, I'm not laughing because it's it's pressing in from a number of different quarters. We have tremendous polarization religiously, culturally, racially, politically, even economically. And this is only increasing on every front. If Trump would, let's say, be assassinated prior to either being nominated or elected, that would be an element that would only further increase tensions, the same as if it happened to him when he was in office. And of course, none of that never happens. It's a horrible thing. People who think that Trump is going to magically change everything have to also understand that the president of the United States is not necessarily at all the power behind the decisions in the United States. Apart from the Congress and the Senate and all that, there are string pullers behind the scenes, very powerful people, who direct the directors as to what they're going to do when those string pullers want done. Uh, Probably when presidents get into office, one of the things they might do is take them aside and give them a private screening of what's known as the Zapruder film. Mm -hmm which is the film that showed the assassination of John F. Kennedy, to remind them. And Trump, like Obama, like Clinton, uh, and others, he has a family. He's got children. You know, younger or older, he has children. He's got a wife. And when, when things get put to you in a certain way, you do what you're told. And this happened with Obama. Even the, the play Aaron wrote about it. I mean, Meyer wrote about talking about it with the play are and that Obama came in with very good ideas and things he, he wanted to do for the benefit of the American people. He wanted to give them a health care system and, you know, all, all sorts of nice stuff. And now, just months before the end of his second term, what Meyer said was he got turned by forces within and outside of his own party the pressures on him to, to initiate this drone stuff and killing people with drones and all the rest of this. And the thing is that none of these policies that people rail against, you know, often rightly, they don't get repealed with the next president. And the next president mm-hmm. retains all the nasty stuff that the prior president was criticized for doing or authorizing. So it's a pretty insidious game, and this game is running its course. 
our country is probably about to see its last presidential election. It's very possible. And if, as Meyer predicted back in 81 and 87 again, if, you know, this country goes into civil war, remember in that one contact, he said 2020, the U.S. is no longer a superpower. And all the stuff that's being talked about globally, especially about the, the fall of the U.S. dollar, pressure on the U.S. dollar, Meyer casually told me in 2006, I've, it's up on YouTube since 2006, I reported, I said, Meyer said, if things go a certain way, you may as well roll cigarettes with your paper money, hmm. meaning it's going to crash. So what more, I mean, what more could we ask from people? It's like all of this evidence and information and stuff, to, to, to people, it's the same as nothing. It's the same as this nobody. You, you're going to see people run around screaming, why didn't somebody warn us when certain things happen? And we're going to go, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> the Internet, we've been putting it out there. Why weren't you paying attention? Yeah, that's true. We've got to turn away from focusing on phenomenon and dead-end nonsense, especially in the so-called paranormal UFO, uh, you know, New Age categories, because when we do that, we effectively trivialize what we've been presented with in the Meyer case. It suddenly becomes just another story to talk about. And then we are responsible if we carry on as if it's all the same. We, we've betrayed ourselves. You know, it's like, well, we did it to ourselves. We, it was business as usual right after that. And mm -hmm. the next attack and the next thing that happens, we're going to do the same stupid thing. Because as a mass consciousness, humanity wants to learn the most brutally hard way. The, the, the path then gets closed off where you can no longer go back and retrace your steps and correct them. Where now we are on this road to hell for hundreds of years because we just couldn't bother to take it seriously. With all the information that, that you have and that Billy has, how do you... Are more and more people, Michael, listening to you? Or are, are more and more people taking taking notice of, of Billy's credibility? Here's the good news. I receive, well, my blog and my website both have visitors from, the average is 180 countries right now. Mm -hmm. 178 or 180 for one and 182 for the other. I receive all the time emails from people around the world. I find people coming onto the blog from all over the world, people I didn't know before, telling how they found the Meyer case, how amazing it is, and how they, they used to pay attention to aliens and abductions and all this nonsense, and then somehow they came into contact with Meyer's information, and their lives are changing. Some people are frustrated because they're going, oh my gosh, you know, now that I've found this, it's, so, it's hard to talk to other people because they're just so in the dark, and blah, blah, blah. Well, at least more and more people. It's trickling through. And this is exactly what Meyer said in our film from 2008, Silent Revolution of Truth. It will progress like a snowball, slowly rolling, then rolling down the hill, gathering speed and mass until the truth is known. Yes, it's going to be a long time before the world 
has woken up, and there's but, a heavy price to pay for it. But is it going to be too late? Like, is this going to be like, you know, so many Monday morning quarterbacks discussing the game and what they would have done if they would have been there? In some senses, we may not even have that luxury. If the IS is not stopped, if the Islamist state did not stop these terrorists, or these genocidal maniacs, Meyer said clearly, the world risks being thrown back into the dark ages. These people will try to enact a Sharia law, crazy, insane grip on as much of the world as they can. Not just the Middle East. And when Merkel opened those floodgates, she doomed Europe, unless they come together, unless they really wake up it's going to fall where does the pope fall into all of this because you know when the pope last where was he uh he he went somewhere was it in greece or and and he brought a couple of families back with him to the vatican who were refugees right you know wasn't that a slap in the face to the leaders of the european union i don't know because so much of these things are are symbolic you know they their gestures and look, I, I wouldn't say that he didn't uh, you know, mean it or or whatever, or that he was or wasn't trying to give it. Uh, you know, the, the Catholic, uh, the uh, non-Catholic, the leaders mm-hmm. of other countries, uh, the shaft. But let's look at what is said in in the Enoch prophecies about the Pope, and we're talking about the the last Pope. Whether this is the last one or not, I don't know, but he says. Under his religious rule, the end of the Catholic Church will come. A total collapse becoming inevitable. That will be the beginning of the worst catastrophe that will have ever befallen the human beings and the earth. Many Catholic clerics, priests, bishops, cardinals, and many others will be killed and their blood will flow in streams. But also, the Reformed version of Christianity will become just as infinitely small as does Catholicism. That sounds to me like a combination of Islamic radicals Mm -hmm. and quite possibly Red China finishing the job if if Islamists don't do it. This is from 1987 again. So does it mean anything to people? Are, Are they only going to be scared or entertained and go on to the next thing? Or do they value their lives enough to try to make a difference? I was I, I'm wondering, Michael, if if Billy foresaw the political correctness <laughs> that we that we all have fallen to. You know, like yep. it's it you, people are afraid to say anything anymore because they don't want to be labeled uh, yeah, a racist or a bigot. Well, Meyer wrote extensively, even recently, about the failings of this idea of multiculturalism, how it really ruins mm-hmm. cultures, and how it, it, it destroys rather than preserves. And this is very damaging. We don't realize it. And he knows. He said, look, you know, people will attack us as being racist. We're, we're not. We, we see the damage that this has done and how, uh, how bad it has been for various races and cultures that get assimilated, the children 
they even talk about it really isn't a good idea to have a lot of uh, intermarrying where children then get raised in a culture where they're neither this or that. And while we are short-sighted and we think, well, everything's wonderful and okay. And he said, look, it doesn't mean that people from different races can't or shouldn't get married. But as a trend, as a thing, it then creates, a, in a sense, a cultureless people. And we don't understand because we have a lot of false humaneness. You know, politically down here, we're just struggling now with transgenderism. Yeah. And, oh my goodness, I mean, our country, this is the country that had the luxury of being the first country on earth to charge people to lose weight. People starving in the world can't buy, a, you know, don't have the money or yeah. can't buy. We are charging people to lose weight. Now we come up with the next trend transgenderism and the issues about bathrooms and so this this politically correct nonsense drowns and just submerges people and they lose their minds they're afraid to speak up they're afraid to be reasonable yeah because then they're accused of being racists or bigots or whatever and meyer wrote a scathing piece on the damage done to blacks in america by the police and you know look there are police that are innocent, you know, that are, are killed unjustly. Yeah. But there's an awful lot of blacks that are killed who didn't need to be killed. And so occasionally a white person or somebody else gets shot gratuitously and then they make the news. But this happens. Oh, wait a sec. Hold on here. Hold on here. This is where I, this is where I have to step in because there was a white policeman that was killed in Texas shot multiple times while he was filling his patrol car. Yes. And not very many news outlets covered it. Well, I, I'm pretty sure we got it because there have been, uh, when those shootings happen, we get them here. Mm -hmm. We do see them. Maybe they're not quite as visible up there. I don't know. But they, they are covered here. Yeah. And there's no apologizing for anybody yeah. killing anybody else. Or exactly. Whether you're white, out. you're black, you're green, you're blue, you're purple, right. a life is a life. A, you know, the skin is only a, a cover. The, the, the problem is, well, if Meyer's figures are correct, and I don't know, but, you know, so far, they, whenever I can test this, he's basically said that there are six times as many white killing blacks as there are blacks killing whites. Now, the black crime on white definitely gets in the news, mm -hmm. and there is a lot of it. Yeah. But when whites, I mean, we have to realize that all the wars, <laughs> all of the the secret military operations and assassinations, these are basically ordered and predominantly carried out by white Americans. Now, there's other people in the armed forces, but they're not the, the ones that are setting those things in motion. The white race has annihilated more people than any other race on the planet. That's a given. But... It's not. It shouldn't be about polarizing here. It's about we've got to come to our senses as human beings. And the Meyer material teaches how to do that. A lot of it's for free in my site. There's brilliant books on this called The Might of the Thoughts, The Way to Live, that teach us how to think, how to live if we wish, without beliefs, without religions, etc., etc. And it's all there if people want it. And just to say it one more time for your listeners, any of your listeners that want to get a two-for-one on my DVDs, all they have to do is put Exxon or your name in the order. Order one, and I'll pop you another one. My gosh, happy hour here on the Exxon. <laughs>
That is right. The owl of happiness, as I call it. There you go. No, I, I'm Michael. I, I disagree with the, the aspect of being too politically correct. Mind you, I've got a very simple solution. Somebody comes to your country from another country. They don't like it. I have a very simple solution. Where the plane landed, it takes off. Ah, yes. And I will be glad to wave goodbye. Well, this is funny. Well, not funny, but I just, today I was glancing at one of Meyer's articles about mm-hmm. this, and he said the fa- what people don't realize in their false humaneness is that when you allow other cultures that have existed with their religious and cultural traditions in their own country for centuries and have no intention of abandoning them, they come into your country and then it will lead to strife. Yeah. You know, when these large movements, you're, Europe is going to shake and quiver. We're going to watch it. You and I have to take our final break, my friend. Please stand by, Exonation, our guest is Michael Horn, www.theyfly.com. And Michael and I will be back on the other side of the short break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Send me your emails. I love reading them. Like I've said many a time, some of you people are cracked. I'll tell you that much. We'll be back on the other side. Don't go away. Nation, our guest for the past two hours has been Michael Horn, a good friend of mine and a good friend of the Exxon, www.theyfly.com. As always, Mike, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing with the world Billy Meyer, because I, I, you know, like, in my opinion, his message is real. We have to get it out there, Mike. He's been warning us, he's been telling us, and the proof is in the pudding. My God, what will it take before people wake up and see the writing on the wall? Uh, I'm, I shudder to think what it will take, to tell you the truth. Because if what Meyer has said is going to come to pass, if we don't wake up, then it will be like a nightmare from which people won't be able to wake up. You see, Mike, each and every night I tell, uh, you know, I tell people, I want to believe, but I want proof. When it comes to Billy Meyer, I've got the proof. I see yeah. the proof. I'm living in the proof. You know, we're in it. We're, we're in the soup. We're in it, and we really, we can all make a difference in this world. It's not too late. Like it'll be too late when everybody touches those nuclear codes, codes, and you see this big flash in the sky, and then, boom. That's oh, when that's it's too late. But it's never too late. We can still make this. We can turn everything around. It just takes common sense, cool heads, and people who practice the true meaning of communication. That is talking and listening. It's a two-way street. Mike, what would you like to finish? uh, What's your final message to the Exxon Nation tonight? Well, there's nothing more that I could add to it, I think. I'm appealing to people's sense of self-interest, survival, uh, life, whatever you want to call it. And 
just go ahead and look through this telescope, the proverbial telescope. Look at the information, look at the evidence, question it, challenge it, send me an email uh, telling me that it's all crazy and here's why, whatever you like. Or read, enjoy, go ahead, order a couple DVDs if you want. As I said, there's tons of free stuff. And then you can, you can make up your own mind and then start to contribute. Maybe you'll join us on the blog because there's people, number of people from Canada, Great Britain, Australia, uh, all over the world. So beyond that, all I can say is find the truth for yourselves, folks, and then stand up for yourself. Because if you don't, you know, there's something rolling over this world, and it's going to take us down if we don't stand up. And like I said, Michael, the proof is there. And what is, you know, what Billy has written about in the past has happened. What scares the hell out of me, Michael, is that what he's written about now and what he sees happening in the future. Yeah. Well, and remember, you saw a lot of that over 60 years ago when yep. he was a 14-year-old boy. And it's a, a lot of it's already upon us. And if he's right, there's more to come if we don't change direction and try to work to assure our own future survival. As always, Mike, great talking to you again. Take care of yourself. My very best to your family. And I look forward to the next time you join us back here in the Exxon, my friend. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself, buddy. Once again, Exxon Nation, Michael Horn has been our guest. And uh, if you'd like to get more information, here's the website to go to, www.theyfly.com. That's www.theyfly.com. Now, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. You can always check out what's going on in the Exxon by visiting our website at www.exxonradio.com. The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard, will return after this break. More to come. Don't go away. (laughs) 